0: All right, welcome back to the Malapert Smart Podcast. I got Vlad, the wrestling expert. I got Robert. We just got done talking AEW, some WWE from this week. We try to squeeze in some classic wrestling if we could. This week, I want to talk about WCW right after Hulk Hogan turned heel became a bad guy at Bash at the Beach on July 7th, 1996. We're back at 1996 now. We all know the story, I'm not gonna go through it. The outsiders, Hall and Nash came in from WWF to invade, sort of, there was a blurred line between whether it was real or not. Hogan was the mystery partner for them at Bash at the Beach, nobody knew who it was gonna be, and Hogan came in and dropped the big leg on Randy Savage, yeah. And the rest is history, as they say. Well, we see that scene a lot, that Bash at the Beach scene all the time. But we don't really see what happens in the following Monday Nitros. So I thought I'd go over just the following month, four shows, and show you, like, a little bit of each one so we could kind of see what happened back then. And just a little bit of a preface. Me and Vlad got into wrestling. We both grew up at the same time. Both got into wrestling because of NWO. And then that turned into dueling storylines on WWF TV and WCW TV, And wrestling became really popular at that time. They were getting, like, five, six million viewers sometimes on each episode, which is crazy compared to now. But Sometimes even more. All right, that's enough for background. Let's watch some clips. So the Monday after, you guys were talking earlier about how the guy in the devil mask storyline in AEW is dragging on and on and on and on. But... Back in the days, things kind of went slow, too. So right after Bash at the Beach, you'd expect Hogan to be at that Nitro. But no, he wasn't there. They told it the whole time. They're like, he won't be here. He'll be here next week. He's doing a movie. So, okay, talk about slow-progressing angles. This whole month was kind of slow progressing, I think. But eventually it did pick up, but we're just focusing here on July 96. So on the whole Monday Nitro after, throughout the whole episode, they were talking about how everyone's disappointed in him and they were getting like little interviews from people and Eddie Guerrero's fighting psychosis here. And they're gonna go to Rey Mysterio and get a comment from him. I, I don't know how to explain this, but
1: there was much confusion in all of our minds, especially the little kids, they were crying. they were very disappointed the kids were crying i'm very disappointed on who
0: the third person was i don't think that's fair for all of us to all my mexican friends the acting the acting but okay it's early Rey mysterio yo sé que están bien disgustados con lo que pasó anoche se dieron cuenta de la realidad yo me siento Okay, whatever. So he's consoling the Mexican people for Hulk Hogan turning heel. It's like, I know you guys are all disappointed. <laughs> yeah. but at the end of the show, we did get an appearance from Hall and Nash during this Sting-Arn Anderson fight. Hall and Nash did show up to cause a little bit of distraction, but without Hogan. The security had to escort them out, but- Hall and Nash, who beat up any wrestlers and stuff, these fat security guards were standing in the way. But I guess they didn't want to take him out here. It was just like a tease till the next episode. You know what I mean? But they get escorted out and they walk out. Let me move on to the next week, July 15th. Let's see what happened on July 15th. Remember Lean Mean Kevin Green, play? Kevin Green, sure. Yeah. yeah so he's gonna cut a promo here, but he's also comment on Hogan.
1: Mean Gene, I tell you what. I tell you what, I am upset like everybody is. Everybody. Everybody about Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Unbelievable how he has stabbed all the little Hulkamaniacs in the back. Everything he's preached at over the years. I've done, I've taken my vitamins, I've said my prayers, I've worked out hard, and, and I've become an all-pro in the NFL. And Taking steroids. He doesn't believe a thing that he was preaching. He had to be a hero of yours when you were a kid. He was a hero. I looked up to him. Heck, I was a hulkamaniac. And then he stabbed everybody in the back. Unbelievable. Speaking of
0: backstabbers, Kevin Green, I'm talking about so, you-know-who. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's Mongo the main McMichael. reason why I'm here. I'm looking for Mongo. Well, anyways, he's trying to feud with Mongo McMichael, but that's another thing. There were other interviews, too. This is two weeks after what happened with Hogan, and still everyone's like, I can't believe it. So, here's a match between Lex Luger and Big Bubba Rogers, the last night of the match. And finally, Hogan makes an appearance for the first time as a bad guy, and Jimmy Hart's there trying to help his guy, Bubba Rogers, but... Kevin, Nash, and Scott Hall show up to destroy Lex Luger, basically. And here comes Hogan with a big smile on his face as a bad guy. This is kind of the first time people started rooting for bad guys and thinking they were cool. Not necessarily the fans in that arena right there, but of people started to think like it was kind of funny to just be a horrible bad person and come beat people up and destroy them. So they're going to destroy Lex Luger here, slap him around. Destroy Bubba Rogers, whoop his We're ass, ass too. And then Hogan cuts a promo here, challenging Giants for the WCW title, because he's gonna try to win some titles for the NWO, right? So let's move on to July 22nd, the third show after Bash at the Beach. Let's see what happens here. We have some going on. This is the one where there's an eight-man tag between the Dungeon of Doom and a team with Alex Wright and some random guys. They got word that something was going on in the back, and Hall and Nash walk into the production truck, and they're gonna fuck.
1: They're in the control them. room now. Hold on, what do we got here? What does that do? What's that? Oh, fade oh, to black. Wait a second. That's oh, should have that cheap TV. <laughs> wait a, they are completely hijacking this program. We need to get secure here right now they're not touch yeah, my no, microphone work, well, they don't Such make it touch
0: from man. in there lara no, w salary. better get a house on wheels better get a house on wheels won't be around here long they hijack the show during this match the match is going on but they're just going to show this for like a few minutes like a handful of minutes but they're still going to finish that match i'm going to skip to the end though when they cut back to the match then giant is here to accept hogan's because he was in the dungeon of doom so dungeon of doom was in that match so when that match ended giant came out he's like well if you want to fight hogan sure i've been here all these years and months while you've been off making movies and i've been dominating So that's how they set up that match. But finally, when something really, really happened on this show was the following week, the last one, July 29th, the last one before like a a pay-per-view they got in Korea, collision in Korea. But it took four episodes for things to really heat up. So there was a match between WCW guys against the Dungeon of Doom, which Jimmy Hart is a part of. (laughs) And they're still trying to carry on with the feuds they were having before the NWO thing happened. But during this match, Jimmy Hart comes out and he wants help from the WCW guys. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're not going to help you. Some people thought it was like a ruse, like he's trying to distract them to help their guys. But he's like, hey, come on, something's happening in the back. I'm going to let it play from here for about five minutes, maybe. back there, and Jimmy
1: Hart's up on the Jimmy Hart is up on the apron of the ring, and this is not a
0: Dungeon of Doom. There's Jimmy Hart over here. No, this is not the place for a
1: Dungeon of Doom. This is serious business here. Look at him. What's he doing? He's going berserk. He's trying to stop this match. He's trying to get anybody he can to help, and he's got the attention of Lex Luger. He's going to get out of there. They're going to nail him. Get out of there, Jimmy.
0: Double A, Arn Anderson. Anderson. There's Holland Nash. That's Marcus Bagwell on the floor. Whooped their ass Zegwell. off. The, here's Marty Giannetti. He's <laughs> friends Marcus. with Marcus Bagwell. <laughs> Bogged on the no, head. That was, hey, that was Scotty Riggs. Oh, oh it was? Oh, here. it was Riggs. So oh, my there's bad. Ray there's Rey Mysterio. Mysterio. Damn. Scott Hall.
1: Ray, there's wow. the caught him. Champion Ray Mysterio. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: Throws him into the first, dressing room. Into the trailer. In the back. Threw like him was a trailer.
1: trailer. Anderson, the first man we saw down. All six
0: wrestlers have left the ring. So there's no Hogan in this episode, but Hall and Nash are fucking with everybody. This match and then is they jump the in the limo now, and run away There comes the Macho. Man.
1: Man. Hey, the- yeah, this was fantastic. I remember that. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if we can. The Macho Man is grabbing through the limousine. Told he's nuts. <laughs> and people are standing is, here. I don't get we... it too much. Where's all this security we had here? All right, let's listen in. Let's just. There's Mysterio, there's
0: the American Males, oh, my God. There's chaos everywhere. There's Arn Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we apparently have some very serious injuries. <laughs> we had to take a break. It looks like right. it looks like mayhem, dude. They're selling this to the Mac. Did you hear woman there, by the way? Nancy Benoit, yeah. uh, sure. Chris Benoit's wife. Yeah. Mongo yelled out, they can't just come in here and do whatever the hell they want. And then woman yells out, somebody call an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We to do. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie! We have to take a break. Eddie, what happened? All right. So this show is going to be in the back here for the next 23 minutes. They're going to put all these people into ambulances. We'll watch a little bit more of it. We're not going to watch all of it, but here's Arn Anderson. The thing I can say is that uh, we need to listen
1: and look in because we have some serious injuries, maybe career-ending injuries here at the hands of two of the most underhanded cowards I've ever seen or been around in my life. (laughs) Don't touch it.
0: Let's skip forward a little bit. Rey Mysterio's like dead. Eddie Guerrero's watching him. All the people in this scene too. This is like a really cool scene with like a lot of famous wrestlers. Am I hearing this right? Oh, Ray said there was four of them. I forgot who became the fourth man. There comes the ambulance. See, it's not like today when they have the ambulance ready and then just throw them in there like they had to drive here. It's a good segment. If you guys want to watch this, this is July 29th, 1996. You could probably catch it on the, the WWE Network. There's Eddie Guerrero watching his friend Rey Mysterio get thrown. It looks realistic. That looks a little realistic. The acting isn't horrible. It's still wrestling. It's still a little funky, but it's not like today. You know, it's not tongue in cheek. Anyway, so only eight minutes into this video, this is going to go for 25 five minutes, so I'm not going to play the whole thing, but it's kind of cool. But I'll give you guys some time to comment. Vlad, there's a lot in there. I know you're a big fan of this era. You probably even saw this episode live. But I'm going to give you five yeah, minutes I I to live. say whatever you want about it. This
1: really was the beginning of what made wrestling really good in the 90s. Prior to this wrestling, both companies, WWF, E-Now, WCW, were kind of going through some Kind of not really anything interesting, angle's stories were kind of bland. it was too ridiculous. It was kind of for kids. This really brought it back to the realism that wrestling needed and I know you're saying that comparing it AEW to the devil with story, modern wrestling yeah well, in the sense of like, oh wait well, they might drag out the devil story for a while, but the devil story is dumb. <laughs> you
0: know, this oh, was really that, that comment. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, like how they, they're dragging this out over weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, you're like, it's worth it in this case. If it's good
1: TV, then it's fine. You can drag it out. Like, they dragged out Sting and Hogan for over a year, right? So you can drag stuff out sometimes if it's captivating TV and the angles are good. This was a golden time for them. This was the beginning of their golden rise, basically, at WCW. This was their two-year stretch where they were – hidden on all cylinders basically. So it really depends on a lot of different things why all of this worked. I think one of the main reasons that it worked is because we hadn't seen this in a while in wrestling at that time. I know the type of realism was done through the territory days, but this was ten years since eighties. Yeah, and like the first really time it's on a done. national level too. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. This this is now turned everybody's watching. So this was really good and of course the Hogan heel turn was all well done, and everything that came after was great as well. So there was a lot of realism. I mean, people were going crazy for this because this was really captivating stuff. I will say this for Tony shivani he kind of looks better now that he did that. <laughs> So, give credit to Tony. <laughs> give
0: credit to Tony for... He aged well. He, he aged pretty decent. because yeah, He's a little thinner. thinner. I don't know. I don't know if he looks better. He, he's got a weird goatee and an earring now. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, maybe he's having a midlife crisis, but he still doesn't look like he was like in that poor shape. But anyways, this was fantastic stuff. And everybody was involved. Every like major star was involved. Macho Man jumping onto the limo. I remember that scene very vividly. Well, obviously, I remember Ray Mysterio being thrown into the control room or whatever that room was. That was obviously something that they showed for years. But this was great stuff all the way across the board. Even the slower stuff, as you said, was really, really good. And as far as who the fourth member was, I want to say it was the Giant, but I'm not sure. I think so. Giant
0: is about to fight Hogan for the title, so I don't know if that happened that quickly, but I don't know. Maybe we'll continue on with Uh, whatever happened here. As like a side well, then... story for our show here. But but listen, while you're hmm. thinking about okay, that, no, no, no. let me let me jump to Robert. Robert, I know you've probably... I don't know if you've seen this before. What'd you think? Uh, no, I know. I did not watch that episode. I very rarely watched WCW in full episodes during that time. So this was interesting uh, to you? So, yeah, so it was interesting to me. But I have watched a lot of documentaries about the Attitude Era and what uh... led to that. So there were tiny snippets of what you showed. I did see snippets of that, like especially when Rey Mysterio was thrown onto the wall and when Macho Man hung onto the limo. I saw those tiny snippets, but I never saw it in its entirety like that, what you just showed. So that was cool to watch. I feel like we have to cleanse our palate a little bit, as they say, because we watch so <laughs> much modern wrestling and we just kind of make fun of it. But you know what? I'm showing you the best parts of this. To be honest, when I was going through it, I felt like there was a lot of things... On these shows that were also kind of a waste of time not as much as AEW though because a lot of these matches had a purpose even if you were watching like a long technical match it was going to lead to something if they're putting someone over it's for a reason but there were some clunker matches as well i think and especially in this era because this is kind of like a middle ground area when the NWO comes in and they also have a lot of the same bullshit that they had before so You You know, sure, Hogan turned heel, but the show didn't really change at this minute. It wasn't going to change in like a second. But over the next few months, it kind of morphed into something completely different and cooler. NWO even took over Nitro and called it the NWO Nitro. (laughs) So it definitely progressed, but it was slow progressing. So I don't know. It's hard for me to kind of put these into digestible segments for people to watch on YouTube here because I don't think people want to sit for like five hours. So how do I explain the story of what happened here? in a quick way i don't know maybe i'll go month by month like this and we'll continue the story maybe every week in addition to our modern wrestling talk at least have something interesting from the old days to talk about but unless anyone has anything else to say about this i would like to conclude our episode and thank my esteemed panel very much for coming on today and goofing around with me and talking wrestling because like i said earlier this is the life this is the life, not the real life that's very difficult and you have to work and make a money and make sure your family doesn't starve and all that food in your family's mouths. But we don't need to think about that all the time. We could just think about silly stuff and wrestling is my silly stuff. I love wrestling, man. I thank you guys for coming on and I thank anyone who there subscribed or wants to watch some more videos in the future. Please subscribe. Don't forget. Other than that, fairly well, Vlad. Fairly well, Robert. Until the next time, I see you guys.